This is episode 10 of the Full-Time Podcast Producer, where we are going to talk about finding an ideal client for you as a podcast producer. So you're at the point in your business where you know what it is that you want to do. You know roughly what you want to charge these different services as far as what the price is, what it is you're wanting to make, what it is your time is worth. But you're at this point now where you are needing to find those people who are actually going to buy it. And we are going to spend this episode talking about that. I have some ideas, some things for you to reflect on when it comes to deciding what your ideal target client or your target audience, if you will, for your business is. And talk about a few things. There is some overlap when it comes to the idea of finding your ideal listener. And that's something I'm going to do a separate episode on because that still relates to the podcasting side and something you need to know as a producer when you are talking to your clients. So that is something that you can help them with. But your client doesn't have a business. Well, they might, but they don't have a podcast production business and they aren't the ones immediately looking for a client. Right now it is you. So we're going to focus on you for this episode. So Finding your ideal client, there are a few ways that you can think about this, some fancy terms that you can use, and I'm just going to throw them out there. You choose the one that fits you the best in in how it is you think and like to process and like to work. You can think about it in terms of an ideal client being an avatar of sorts. Oh, they have this characteristic. They are in this niche. It just just building the persona that you want to see that you know you're looking for when it comes to looking for clients. You might think about it in terms more specific to it doesn't have to be a specific person. I just know I want it to be in this niche. And and we'll talk about those things here in a moment. But first, I want to focus again more on you. You are the person who is going to be working on this show. You are the person who, for better or for worse, will be stuck with this show. And it doesn't always mean it's a bad thing if you're stuck with a show. I am quote unquote stuck with shows that I love. Maybe I should use a different term than stuck. But if you end up in a situation where you're reflecting and and pretty quickly you realize this is not a good fit, well, that's something you could have avoided if you'd sat down and actually considered who it is you're wanting to work with. So here are some questions to ask yourself before you start asking what it is of this target avatar individual or company that you're wanting to work with. Things that you need to ask yourself. One, is the topic that this show is going to be in or this niche is in, is it going to be of interest to me? I'm, I'm a very patriotic person, and, and one of the things I wanted to do early, early on in this business was to find some show I could be a part of that supported the troops. Th- that was important to me. So I had that on my list of niches I was interested in working with. Another niche for me was nerds. I love working with nerds, Dungeons and Dragons, tech video games, a lot of these different things. And to be honest, it's kind of hard to find a client in those niches for reasons that we'll discuss in just a bit. But that was a niche that I love. It's still a niche that I love. So it was on my list. Other niches for me included speakers, coaches, uh, financial podcasts. That's something that I'm really interested in, especially in like the crypto space. Even if I don't entirely have a working knowledge of it, it's still something that I would listen to if I was just a casual listener. Another question that you want to ask yourself is the opposite. 
what are some shows, what are some niches that I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole? Maybe they bore you and you don't want to have that topic playing in your ears for however long it takes you to edit the podcast. Maybe it's a topic that makes you uncomfortable. Maybe it's a person, a personality that you know for a fact you do not work well with. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Write it down. Figure out what it is and write it down. Have that on your list. A couple of examples on my end. There was a project that was needing producers. I kept getting notifications and just updates saying, oh, we're looking for a producer. Apply, 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 apply. It was about dogs. It it was specifically, I think, about really small dogs. And that's not something that excites me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a dog person. Don't get me wrong. But it's not a topic that really gets me excited. And it wasn't an audience that I really felt like I could connect with or a host or, or a business that I could really connect with and get excited and bring that energy to the project like I can with the shows that are on my I really want to work with list or the niches that are on that list. Another one that I try to avoid is politics. That's something that personally I don't like having as part of my professional persona. I like that being on more of a personal level. That's just me. Maybe you're in this because you just want to work on political shows. That's fine. But for me, I don't want to have that on my portfolio. That's not an impression I I really want to carry as, as the face of my business. And that's my personal choice on this. Another is the kind of people that I like to work with. I try to avoid people who are not very good at taking advice. I'm being hired to come on as not just a producer, but a consultant to some degree. And if you are going to be a freelancer, there's a lot of situations where you find yourself wearing the consultant hat, in my experience so far. But if someone can't take advice... If someone really doesn't work well, they they know exactly what it is they want to do, but they don't understand and have no interest in understanding the steps to get there effectively, and it ends up being a detriment to you, my time's better spent working with someone who is actually going to adapt and then grow when it comes to their show. And that would lead us to the next batch of questions you would ask when trying to find your target audience avatar. You've figured out what niche it is you want to be in. You've figured out what kind of shows you would like to work with and also what ones you think you could deliver on. That's another question to ask as well. For a good while, for me, it was just audio podcasts. I wouldn't apply to anything video related. Now we're at a point in our business where we know how to do video and we're doing pretty good on that side. So it it makes sense to add that and adapt our list. But that's another question. What services will you do and, and not do and how does that impact this client search But now that you have those things ironed out, think about this ideal client. What kind of person are they? What kind of history do they have? Can they afford your services? Does having a podcast actually make sense for where they're at in their business? And would they see the kind of return that they would want to see? Is your value proposition geared towards them? Are they going to have some sort of benefit from the deliverable you're going to be able to present Do they need someone to give them their time back? I've mentioned in past episodes, the main thing that you're selling is that you are going to give them their time back. Is that something that they really, really, really need right now? Where do they come from? What kind of history do they have in in their work? And what kind of personality are they going to be bringing to the table? 
What kind of personality do you know you work with really, really well? Do they have a show already? Are they looking for someone to come in and just onboard their show, step into their shoes, and just take over the process from there? Or are they completely brand spanking new and they need someone to come in and help them create a show? When we first started, our bread and butter was people wanting to start a podcast, so someone who could take them from start to finish. But I also know a number of people in the industry who, when they started, they didn't want to have anything to do with launching a new show. They just wanted to come on board and start working on an existing show. And that's really, really what they wanted to do. They achieved it. They also learned how to launch shows, which is pretty important. But these are the questions that you want to ask. And there's a lot more to it, but you want to, the goal of this is that you want to have that person down to a T. They aren't going to fit it perfectly every single time. And the more you do this, the wider that template is going to be, the, the more people you will find actually fit inside of it. And that's a sign of experience. That's great. You're growing as a business. But on the other side of that, and I will end with this because it's kind of a, a bonus just tidbit that I'm throwing in there. If you're brand new to this, you might end up working with some people that you're less than thrilled to work with. That is normal. That does happen. Now, I'm not saying let someone take advantage of you, and I'm not saying that you will be stuck in that gig for however long that it is you're going to be in this business. Things change all the time. And the more you do this, the better you're going to be at getting new clients and, and also more opportunities are going to come your way. And those clients still have a network that you'll be able to tap into, which I'm going to do that in a future episode talking about finding leads and clients. But it is normal to start out with those first couple of clients that you're not as excited to work with. And my advice to anyone who's in that situation is one, are you willing to do this and do whatever it takes to become a podcast producer? If the answer is yes, then you can put up with a couple clients that you're not super excited to work with as long as they're good people. If they're bad people, then you don't need to have that influence in your life, period. But the other question I would ask you in that situation is, what are the benefits that will still come from just having those first couple of clients? Do you have a portfolio built already? Are they paying you a rate that you can at least work from and then eventually raise your rate when it comes to proving that you have the talent to do what needs done for other shows? A lot of contractors start at that point. I did. But don't let yourself be discouraged at that. Keep working on defining your ideal client. We're at a point now in our business where most of our business comes from a very, very specific target audience that we've defined, and I'm thrilled to be at that point, and you can too. If this episode was helpful or if you have questions about anything that I've said, feel free to reach out and let me know. You can find me on LinkedIn, link down in the show notes below, as well as my email. Just send me an email and, and we'll talk also, if this was helpful, be sure that you like the show, leave a five-star review, say something positive, and share it with a friend, and I will see you guys very, very soon.